This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time college All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Pearly, 100 events you caddied for me. You got to feel pretty good about that. <laughs> Did I do a good job on not all of them good, or some of them? Not, or as good, not as good as writing your own book. Not as good as running your own company, selling your own companies. Not that. I mean, seriously. It's all relative, Jay. It's all relative. Let me ask you this. Is there any event that sticks out in your mind as exceptionally brutal as exceptionally fun because we always had a lot of fun oh we always had a lot of fun i'm not sure how many events stand out but situations st- st- stand out and unfortunately most of them i kind of throw you under the bus a yeah you do not, not a little bit but yeah. i i remember it was so let's not throw you under the bus let's remember some of the just absolutely incredibly low rounds that you shot canadian uh Canadian Tour, playing up in Canada uh, for the PGA Tour. Fairview, what was that course called? Northview? Northview, yeah. North, the Northview yeah. out there. Barely made the cut. Squeaked it in there somehow. And then the last day, teeing it up in the wind, the rain, and the dark, because it was the, the light hadn't quite come up yet. But, but at least we made the cut. And you go out and shoot a 62 in the worst conditions ever. There's no yeah. way I would have broke 85 when I was at the, to- the top of my game. And you went from absolutely nowhere, like, why are you even here, to top 10, which was absolutely spectacular. So I remember that one as well. And then probably the single best round I've ever seen you shoot. Again, I can't remember these golf courses. I guess it's it was down in, It was down in Alabama. It's uh, the best round I ever played it in my life, I think. Down in Alabama Ab- at a yep. place where nobody can shoot a good soar. You beat the field by seven, I think, that day. How many times has that happened in anybody's career that they beat the field by seven? So what would your father call it? Penthouse or outhouse, outhouse. or something yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, he he did he did that all the time. He he. Oh my gosh, uh, we formatted the show like a round of golf. We kind of took a, a a wild curveball here, but we formatted the show like a round of golf. And the this is the on the range segment. It's brought to you by our friends at Taylor Made Golf, and we thank Jeff Thornhill so much for the support. We're giving away TP5 golf balls. Send me an email, Jay at jdelsinggolf.com. We can get you some golf balls. Uh, put you in the drawing, John. The the conversation we had. We've had so many funny conversations, but the conversation down in Louisiana, when I came off the course just feeling lower than low and go, I don't think I'm ever going to make another cut again. And you look at me and go, I don't either. (laughs) I'll never forget. I'm like, I'm just going to take my car and drive it in the ditch. But we laughed so hard after that because I make a quadruple bogey somewhere in the middle of one of those rounds and want to finish in third or fourth in the golf tournament. Triple bogey coming down a stretch when you could have won the whole darn thing. Yeah, we let, we've laughed about that hundreds of times since. Does anybody out there, anybody out there, when the player hits it in the water or there's a problem, does anybody ever think of the caddy? Because it's brutal on the caddy. I mean, it is just. I don't. No, no that's my point. As much as you can. I know, I know you love me somewhere in there, but I don't think anybody ever thinks about that. Trust me, the caddy, when, I, when I went through tour school, almost made it the one year. I was kind of actually pumped to some degree. One, it was over because it was so brutal. (laughs) Two, I got close, so that was a uh, a big step up for me to get that close. My caddy's crying on the sidelines. He's sitting on the on the golf bag crying. It's just, and I'm thinking, what are you crying about, dude? He's like, I wanted so bad for you to make it. And plus, not in my situation with you, but it means a lot to their careers. Yep. How the player plays. A lot of these guys have families out there. It's, it's, it is their career. It's their income and that kind of stuff. So when that guy kind of blows it coming down the stretch and costs himself a quarter of a million dollars, that was 20, 30, 40 grand out of the caddy's pocket too. So we want to keep that in mind. So from now on, let's quit worrying about the millionaires, although a lot of these caddies are millionaires now. Yeah, they are. Let's worry about the poor caddy whose uh, the, the, uh, the money's just flowing out of his pocket too. Okay, that's good. We're off on a tangent here. here we are. I love it. It's a good tangent. Why not? <laughs> hey, it's our tangent. So I also want to thank – Bob and Ken, we're going to skip your, uh, I hope you don't mind, we're going to skip your social media report this oh, week. Oh, shoot, I was ready finally. Yeah, you were. We'll have a, our decoder ring on next week when you give it so we can figure out what that means. But we do want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. Kathy Donahue is now going through this uh, color certification. She's going to be able to help 
people out in numerous, numerous ways. All right, I've got an interview this week with Brett Moomy. Brett, first of all, is a great guy. He is the president of the Gateway Section. So the Gateway Section is a group of clubs here in the Midwestern area. It's all defined by the PGA of America. It goes up as far as Quincy, you know, and it goes far. It goes south, and it goes uh, in the in the state uh, metro east side, obviously as well. And Brett has been the president of that for the last couple of years, and just doing a great job. He's the head was the head golf professional over at Old Hickory, and just took the job at uh, Algonquin Country Club. So he's moving across the river. Uh, Algonquin Country Club is in the middle of Webster Kirkwood area, beautiful area. Kind of a short golf course, a little tricky, but a really strong membership over there. They do a really nice job. Uh, so a neat opportunity for Brett. More importantly, John, it's, let's talk a little bit about what it's like being the head pro and what, what that all means. Let me throw out to you. I'm glad you just brought that up. What does it take for, for him to get to where he is from the time of whether it was college golf or an interest in golf and that kind of stuff. And I don't remember all the, the again, it's the Golf with Jay Delsing show, so we'll get close on what, what it really took. Yeah, we don't, don't, we don't but, let facts get in the way of a good story. But there's a whole apprentice program that you have to qualify and go through and a whole bunch of education. What does that last for? Is that a two, three, four-year type of a thing? Y- yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it takes a lot of time. It takes uh, some money, and it takes a lot of effort to get through that. They have made these these qualifications much, much more stringent than when you know when we were kids. And and. For him to um, to do all the things that he's doing, he's he was a college player. He walked on his, his college golf team. He's a good player. He cares. That's the one thing that I love about him. He cares, and he's trying to grow the game. He is not trying. He is growing the game. He's doing some really cool stuff with videos where he's sending out a video each uh, over a short period of time to keep people abreast with what's going on, what's current. You know, and he's just using some of the mo- modern technology to – to send the message and to, to carry the water for the section, and I think it's great. Well, I think it's good that there is a lot of qualifications to go through between the apprentice program and then the different classes of status beyond that. Because at the end of the day, these guys are running a business. There's an awful lot of responsibility. It's super hard because how many businesses have three, four, five hundred bosses, which is really what your situation is when you're in a private course. So if you're not a savvy individual, if you don't really understand customer service, if you can't really kind of get your own voice heard, if you will, and understand how that how you position into this whole business. You're running retail. You're running the outside of the shop, the inside of the shop. You're a buyer. You're managing, supporting, working with three, 400 memberships, if you will. Yes, there's a board, but there, there again, that's a special quality task, just being on the board. I haven't gone through the program before, but I've been on the board, and I've seen a little bit what it takes for a, a pro to be able to manage all that. It's a monster undertaking. That doesn't include junior golf. It doesn't include what he, uh, what he's gotten involved in relative to the section type of things. And I'm assuming until he's accomplished all those other things at a high level, you can't be running the section. No, there's no question about that. I mean, first of all, you're never going to carry the the vote. You know, you're not going to have the respect of your of your peers. And so, working your way up the ladder, so to speak, and getting uh, knocking those little notches off as you as you move along, it's it's it says a lot about what he's done. And I got to tell you, from the way that I grew up and watching assistant pros, and you know, pro, you don't start as a head pro, you start as the assistant pro, and you're starting. And what that means is you're doing a lot of closing. So you're closing the shop at night. You're you're making sure the range is picked. You're making sure all these really super super glamorous things are uh, what you inherit as you start on those lower rungs of that ladder to move up to get to what Brett's done. In a lot of cases, you got into golf, the golf business because you like to play golf. Well, guess what? When you're an apprentice, when you're an assistant, when you're a blow the class A head professional, often you're not playing a lot, a lot of golf, which I think is a mistake. I think a lot of the best head pros and best directors actually make sure that their guys do play and give them opportunity because they need to stay in that touch with that part of the game because a lot of times that's where their true passion is. Uh, emanates from oh a hundred a hundred percent also john the members really really enjoy having a pro and their staff that can play the game they really and truly do they really truly do and you want to keep members coming back for more and you know get out and play with them and 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 show them a little bit of something and show them that you can play i think that's a big deal well fair or not it adds credibility doesn't it jay it's if if the pro can play it's a, it's an absolutely uh, it's a huge deal. I oh, feel absolutely. I feel for the ones that maybe weren't at any point 
terribly accomplished to begin with. Now they're running a business. They don't get to play much, yet they're kind of put up on that stage from time to time and have to play. That's a tough position to be in. Oh, it is. I mean, just we talked about it last night. I mean, just the little bit that I I went from playing seven days a week to playing two or three days a week, and it's amazing how much more the game owns you now. And even when I practice all the time, it's still I just rented it a little longer, and for a little longer spurts, it still wound up you know whipping my ass. It's a, it's a it's a it's a great game. What what's really interesting? We talked last week about the Advocate PGA Tour event that's coming to St. Louis, that Ascension is sponsoring, that Dowdy Business Solutions is a presenting sponsor, and it's giving folks this opportunity, John, to be involved in the game. The underserved, uh, some of the African-American population, some of the folks that haven't had as many opportunities to get involved in there. And th- this is just another aspect of how great this game is and what it can provide. It doesn't have to be at the PGA Tour level. It doesn't even have to be at the mini tour level. You, these guys are growing the game here, and they're taking care of their their communities. They're supporting their families, and they're also playing the game. It's a, it's a different level, but it's more important in terms of getting people involved and, and loving it and keeping the game alive. I mean, these guys are the guys in the trenches. Yeah, a lot of stories behind that. Uh, maybe that's what we should try to do, too, after that event. Try to grab a couple of those guys uh, and, and get them and, and kind of hear more of their stories. We've heard Christians, but there's got to be a lot of other great stories uh, that this all happened. Do you know, how did this happen? How did this come about? And I'm it's sorry been, to throw that out there because I'm not sure if you know. No, it's been going It's been going on for 13 years. Ken's last name, who is the CEO of this tour, but he's an African-American fellow that started this tour about 13 years ago and just wanted to, awesome. just wanted to give uh, – folks that haven't had the opportunity to chance and he's uh slowly you want to talk about a labor of love too i mean he's not making any money off it he, he in fact when he was speaking at algonquin a couple of weeks ago he said his wife keeps reminding him why are you doing this when you don't get paid anything and why are you spending so much time because he, he really cares deeply because he gets me it. out of bed honey that's why yep. that's why i yep. do it that's awesome yeah and so um at the farmer's insurance so they they they've went without the Pro-Am on Wednesday. They started the event on Wednesday, finished on Saturday, and on Sunday they televised the an APGA event on at Torrey Pines, and they had – it was awesome. I don't know if you remember Tim O'Neill. He's an African-American guy. We played golf. I played golf with him, gosh, on – I think it was on a, in a nationwide event years and years ago, but really a good guy. Smashes it. One of those guys you just I, I vaguely remember him, yeah. And he was in the last group and had a chance to win. And mm. I'm like, it's awesome that he is chasing his dream and playing well. And now, it, it, you know what, John? It's just another aspect having Ascension support this event in St. Louis, bringing a new opportunity for people in this region and then across the country to get to St. Louis to showcase their events. You never know whom you're going to meet when you get here and and maybe a new sponsor, maybe a new opportunity for these kids. Or you you also know the game, and this is really important. By providing these opportunities, something can click with a golfer and they can go on runs that can get them on on tour in fact i know that can happen you're you're reading my mind that is that's so true and that's why these guys are always fighting for that opportunity because you just don't know when it's going to click we've talked about it on the show before there's there's many times when it's that last shot the guy said you know if i don't qualify here if i don't make this putter if i can't move on to the next week and some of these they end up being absolutely huge names and that happens in all of sport and that's why we want to keep sticking with it yeah absolutely um, I'm going to read the tip of the cap here. It's brought to you by my buddy Colin Burnt at the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Folks, some dealers don't have cars. Colin's got cars. He's got a he's got a parking lot of new cars, used cars. Burley, you've got a car, a vehicle, a, a truck from, from Colin. I have a new vehicle. I just love mine. Mine too. Yeah, it's fantastic. So I'm tipping my cap today to all the high school men's and women's golf coaches out there that are already ramping up their sport for their teams. They're running tryouts. They're getting out there. The weather's dicey. Sometimes the ground's frozen. It's not, you remember, spring golf in the Midwest is a, can be a disaster. So my hat's off to them. And I know we all can't wait for this weather to turn just a little more and we'll be out every day. So that is the tip of the cap this week, and it's brought to you by Colin and the Dean Team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. 
Uh, come back for the front nine. We've got an interview with Brett Moomy. This is Golf with Jay Delson. On the Range with Jay Delsing is brought to you by TaylorMade. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is coming up. How would you like access to 90 holes of golf? Well, that's what happens when you join at Whitmore Country Club. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And guess what? No cart fees included in that deal. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, two large pool complexes, three tennis courts. Year-round social calendar includes holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music. They even have a kids club for your children and much, much more. There's junior golf, junior tennis, and swim teams available. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, and they have a wonderful staff. If you get out there, you got to poke your head in the golf shop and say hello to my friend Bummer. He is a terrific guy, and he will help you with your game and show you around. And don't forget, there are golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, and couples events available all year round. Visit WhitmoreGolf.com. That's WhitmoreGolf.com. Hey, St. Louis, the Ascension Charity Classic, presented by Emerson, is back this September. Don't miss the excitement when the PGA Tour Champions Best compete again, all for charity, September 9th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Pro-Am spots, hospitality packages, VIP tickets, and more. Available now at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Folks, are you in the market for some additional protection for your ride? You need to call my friends at Vehicle Assurance. Their number is 866-341-9255. Sherry Fain is the owner and president, and she and her team are committed to helping you with your unexpected auto repair bills. They are committed to finding the right protection for you, your budget, and your family. They only work with the top vehicle service providers in the country. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. That's Vehicle Assurance, 866-341-9255 for a free quote. 866-341-9255. Hey, do you like wine? Have you heard about the hottest new wine bar in St. Louis? It's called Wild Crush Wine Bar, and it's located in town and country on Clayton Road just behind the Strops. Have you ever experienced self-dispensing wine machines? Well, they are here. The only place in St. Louis and most of Missouri that you'll find them, and it's at Wild Crush. You can choose your size of pour, and Wild Crush will pour the freshest wine in the area for you. The organic argon gas system used at Wild Crush keeps this wine pristinely fresh for up to 60 days. So if you're tired of drinking wine that's been open for a few days, come into Wild Crush for the best and freshest wine selection in the area. Go to wildcrushstl.com and come have one with us. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. For golf tips, news on the latest equipment, and everything golf, log on to golfwithjaydelsing.com. The front nine is coming up. Get this date on your calendar. June 13th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Why? Because it's the annual SSM Health Foundation Open. SSM Health has been supporting the St. Louis community for nearly 150 years. There are so many ways for you to get involved. You golfers can tee it up at Norwood Hills Country Club. This is the same course the PGA Tour champions played last year and will play again this September. And you can support the great cause this way. You can also join the SSM Ambassador Program, or you can sponsor your own event, or set up a corporate partnership for you and your team. Go to give2ssmhealth.org and help support this fantastic local foundation. That's give2ssmhealth.org. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. The Front Nine is presented by the Ascension Charity Classic, September 5th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. For tickets, ascensioncharityclassic.com. Good morning, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I am sitting down this morning with my buddy, the president the board of directors of the PGA uh, Gateway Section and the head golf professional at Old Hickory Golf Club, Brent Moomy. Brent, thanks for joining me this morning, man. Jay, thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to uh, getting to know uh, your listeners a little bit better and, and tell them a little bit about 
everything going on in the gateway section and myself. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it would be so fun to have you on the show and talk just a little bit. Talk a little bit about your background and how you got involved in the game. I love the stories on how we kind of golf lifers kind of got hooked. Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing just about every sport. Being a Catholic schoolboy, I obviously played a lot of soccer and Little League baseball, and golf was kind of the the afterthought, really, uh, something I enjoyed doing, but was definitely not my strength. And then right as I got into high school days, I started working with Ed Schwent, who I have the fortune to work with here at Old Hickory as well, and um, got involved with his junior golf program over at Mid-Rivers Golf Links, and, and just kind of clicked from there, spurred into a, a chance to walk on the golf team at the University of Central Missouri and be able to go to school and compete and, and um, work on my game and kind of all along knowing this was what I wanted to do, become a PGA professional and not wear a suit to work every day and, and get to come to the golf course every day was something I really was interested in and kind of got my start in the golf business at Bogey Hills under Bob Jones and John Prangy and fortunately for me, right place, right time, ended up uh, as an assistant golf professional at, at Bell Reef Country Club right before the senior U.S. Open was there in 2004 and spent a great 10 years there working uh, for Mike Tucker and Joe Schwent for my first few years and, and um, even more of a love for the game and the business of the game and being around a club was a great thing. So the last eight years I've spent here at Old Hickory Golf Club, which has been a tremendous opportunity and, and again, kind of a, a coming home moment for me being a, a St. Peter's kid and, you know, getting to work with Ed every day and, and tell our story about being a junior golfer of his was a, is a cool thing to tell to our our members and their kids. When I think about the names that you're associating with and hanging out with and learning from, Joe Schwent, one of my favorite people in the entire world, Mike Tucker, another rock star golf professional here in town, and then Ed. We could fill two hours of show talking about Ed and his, his accomplishments. And I pulled up the board of directors on the gateway section on the online, and I see you wearing a sport coat and you got a big smile on your face because I know you're going to get to peel that sport coat off pretty soon. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of the perks of the job, not having to uh, to don that every single day. But sometimes you got to dress for your role, and you know, being section president uh, is an important thing and an honor. And um, you know, sometimes we got to got to look our best. And it's been a great uh, great journey this far, and I look forward to what the future has in hold for me. One of the things that I wanted to talk about was these videos that you sent out because. Unless I'm missing something, I think you instigated that. And I love watching your video message that you send out occasionally to the membership and just kind of give everybody an update about what's going on and, and how everything is going. I'm in year two of my presidency and, and kind of from the onset, you know, you, all, you always have to have your thing that you're going to do as president. And we all have a different strength. And I replaced Mike Surrey, who's, who's a big junior golf proponent. And I've always prided myself on communicating and, and using social media and kind of uh, spreading awareness and, and updates on what's going on. So basically, each week I send out a, a weekly video to our PGA members called The Great Way, uh, which is what we like to car, call ourselves, kind of giving shout-outs, giving updates, keeping in touch with our you know 300-plus golf professionals that are in our section is something that's it's hard to do, but it's um, we have a great platform with uh, with our section staff helping get that awareness out. And yeah, there's so many great things going on with our section. We have tremendous membership involvement. Our board is extremely passionate and, and engaged, and great committee structure, and, and a lot of members doing some really cool things. Whether it's Kevin Corn with Rankin Jordan and John DePriest with everything he does with PGA Hope and Folds of Honor. You know, we have three of the best PGA Junior League programs in the country right here in the gateway section with don kipper in carlisle illinois clayton mcgowan down in, at fox run and, and obviously mike surrey at oakbrook so just so many great things going on with our section and our members that makes it really easy to kind of share their story and give them shout outs because we're not always really good about doing that ourselves and then our foundation does incredible work as well led by not only our staff and a couple of us on the board that are pga professionals but you know some great business leaders here in town with sue rector leading the charge on that you know with just great philanthropy and, and involvement within our community to spread awareness about what golf can do and we have three things we focus on which is junior golf our military veterans and diversity inclusions all three of those things are really important to us and and going to be the future of our game if we don't promote junior golf we're not going to have a game to to kind of roll into the future and there's so much diversity in this country and world now that we don't reach out to more diverse 
groups and populations, the game's not going to succeed. Obviously, we all want to support our military and our veterans. So it's an easy story to tell. If, you know, you got to get the right audience and, and spread the right word, but really important stuff to help grow the game and spread the word on what us as PGA professionals do. Absolutely, Brent. One of the things that why I'm doing the show is because I want to grow the game. I want people to understand what it does for communities, what it does for the less fortunate than we are. The Junior League, let's just talk about that a little bit. I love the new additions to the Junior League because it's really helped get some of the young kids in playing golf as, as kind of a, almost like a team sport, hasn't it? Yeah, it's actually, it's probably the coolest thing in youth sports. It's probably been around, you know, full force now for about six or seven years. And it just continues to grow like wildfire every single year, mostly just by word of mouth. Golf pros kind of sharing the story about, you know, all the fun that they're having with it. But, you know, it started for kids 7 to 13 years old, both boys and girls, kind of dubbed as Little League Golf. They were matching jerseys with a number on the back and a team name and play a scramble format and in a match play format for nine holes honestly the parents i think like it maybe even more than the kids and i have plenty of members here at old hickory that say when do we start this for the adults because we would be all in on that you know it's gotten so big it's branched out into uh what they call 17 U. so those kids that maybe graduate after 13 and, and don't necessarily have a, a place to play maybe they're not a super competitive golfer or an aspiring high school or college player, but they still want to play the game. They still have an avenue to, to play and kind of compete in that team environment because I think that's what a lot of kids like is being with their friends on the golf course. It's one of the number one things that they say they enjoy the game about is being on the golf course with their friends. Playing in a team environment, maybe going and playing another golf course, competing a little bit against another team, or you can do it all internally, which is what we've done here the last couple of years with the growth. We just play all of our matches here at Old Hickory against you know other old hickory teams as opposed to traveling around to other golf courses but yeah just a great introduction introduction to the game but also kind of quenches that competitive taste that some kids have obviously at that age and i've got a daughter that's 12 now and she's played the last few years and really her one time that golf is part of her thought process is, is pga junior league in the summertime that was brett mumi and this is jay delsing this is golf with jay delsing come back to the back nine we'll catch the rest of his interview this is golf with jay delsing I want to tell you about a family-owned and operated golf business that's been right here in St. Louis for over 40 years. I'm talking about Pro-Am Golf Center. That's right, Pro-Am Golf Center. I know you know the name, but I'm not sure you know what they really have to offer. They have everything a seasoned golfer like myself could need, all the way down to what a beginner would want. Pro-Am Golf Center has the lowest price in the area for custom club fitting. I just went and visited CJ. He is terrific. If you call them now, mention my name, Jay Delson, you will receive a discount on that already low club fitting price. Their number is 314-647-8054. Ask for CJ, or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. For golf tips, news on the latest equipment, and everything golf. Log on to golfwithjdelsing.com. Folks, do you need a new car, truck, or SUV? Then the Dean Team of Kirkwood is the place for you to go. 314-966-0303 and go see Colin Burke. He just got me into a new SUV and I love it. Boy, did they make the experience painless and super, super easy. Most dealers don't have any cars in their lots, but at Dean Team of Kirkwood, Colin has an entire parking lot full of new and used cars. You don't want a VW? That's no problem. They have Audis, BMWs, Mercedes, anything you want. Colin and the Dean team of Kirkwood will go get it if they don't have it. Call them at 314-966-0303 or go to deanteamvwkirkwood.com. The Dean team for all your car buying needs. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. To learn more about the game of golf, latest equipment, and golfing tips, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. The Back Nine is presented by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Jay Delsing. We're going to jump right back into my interview with Brett Moomin. As I'm listening to you describe some of these things, we've got to talk about Old Hickory and the growth of this club and what Gary and Mark have done. And you've been there for eight years. You guys have a thriving membership. And when I head over there, your driving range is 99% full all the time. And I see 
more kids than I see older folks out there. Talk a little bit about what's going on at Old Hickory. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, it's the last eight years, and every every year's kind of just steadily progressed from not only a membership level, but just a, a busyness level and, and what's going on here at the club, not only with golf, but just with the entire building. If you're listening to this, you've probably been to a wedding here or a corporate event or had a meeting or an outing. A lot of non-member activity as well at the club, which makes us a little bit unique. The golf course has never been better. We've made a lot of changes. The ownership keeps investing in the golf course, kind of wrapping up a bunker project as we speak. It's our little bit of a, a sore eye for us. Um, in the past was just our bunkers weren't quite up to par so they're getting a, a facelift our superintendent Dave Piney does a great job but yeah the, the golf course is, is very active it's still a challenging layout but it's gotten a lot easier uh, for the average person to, to navigate it's still a challenging test for somebody that wants to really work on their game and take it to the next level and you know and that's why we get a lot of high school kids out here that like to to play it kind of challenges them and then like you said we have a a very large practice facility, which always kind of allows space for whether it's a private lesson, your own practice session, kind of always somewhere to get out here and practice in your game and, and work on getting it better. And obviously, with uh, we have two great golf instructors here with Ed and Ed Schwent and Zach Conlon. So, you know, it's a great place to get, get your game ready for the next level or just, you know, get interest, introduced to the game and see your handicap drop. What I like the most about it, though, Brett, is that you can tell this is a community-based club. You guys have woven yourself into the fabric of the community. Yeah, Cottleville, I think, is one of the largest growing areas in the uh, in the state. There's a lot of new homes going in, and that little town of Cottleville, which is right across from where we're located technically in St. Peter's. But yeah, we do a lot of great fundraising uh, events for the city of Cottleville. Definitely a, a community and kind of a family spirit here, and kind of right in the middle of everything with all the 364 highway and everything going in. It, it's just kind of changed how easy it is to, to get around town and to get from even St. Louis County over here now. It doesn't take very long. I know when I worked at Bell Reeve and I was living pretty close to this place, it would take me almost 30 minutes to get there. Now I can get there in about, you know, 14 minutes. The evolution of the city and the expanse of people kind of moving to this area has been a great thing for the club. One of the things that still floors me is how much Ozzie Smith loves the game of golf and what he does for the game of golf. We've got to touch on Oz and a little bit of the work that he's doing. Yeah, I mean, Ozzy's just a, he's a hero. I mean, he's, he's a St. Louis legend. I don't think anybody will ever take his place. I mean, Sam Usual is, is probably number one, but I think Ozzy is, uh, no pun intended, you know, he wears number one. He's right there. I think someday could surpass him. And a lot of it has to do with not only his skill on the baseball field, but what he's doing in our community. He got on board with us, with our foundation, over a decade ago, and annual fundraisers that we do, with our biggest one being the, the gala and program that we do in October, which this year is going to be at Boone Valley and, and the Ritz-Carlton. It's a passion for him, and he loves helping people in this community, and he loves the game of golf. I think he plays about as much as anybody here in town and enjoys the camaraderie that the game brings and also what it can do to uh, to a young person that maybe needs an escape. And he was a inner-city youth in California, and I think he sees a lot of those similarities in, in um, you know, the youth of St. Louis and give, wants to give them uh, something to look forward to after school. And, and we're, we're working on that vision uh, as we speak on the foundation, so a lot more exciting things to come on that. Yeah, Brett, so tell us what, what we have to look forward to as we wrap this up. Tell us a little bit about 2022. The weather's going to not be this lousy for too much longer, and we're going to be able to get back outside. It's been a little bit of a challenging start to 2022. The weather hasn't quite cooperated for us that are stuck here in St. Louis. But, you know, that's about to turn the page. And, you know, I know for our section members, we always look forward to our tournament calendar uh, kicking off. You know, happens to start in about a month in late March. So we compete a lot on Mondays. And, you know, we don't maybe get the fanfare and stuff. You know, those guys that play on TV do. But we've got a lot of great players here in our section and always look forward to to networking and competing with them and, and testing our games. And we're going to have our second annual Bob Shogren's Cup against the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association uh, top amateurs over at Greenbrier in May. So definitely a highlight to kind of kick the season off for us on a, on a playing schedule. And then, I, I mean, I think the Extension Charity Challenge here in St. Louis, which I know you were part of last year, and hopefully are this year as well. Got an excitement through one year, and they've had a nice partnership with us uh, that's developed with PGA Reach as well. So great to have them. I, I, Nick Ragone's actually going to come speak at our at our spring membership meeting here in a month and, and kind of get the year going, making sure our members are aware of that. Yeah, I mean, the golf season is um, right around the corner. The boom is not slowing down from, you know, the pandemic. So I know our 2021 was equally as busy as 2020, and, and I don't see that stopping in 2022. So the game of golf is in a great place right now, and all you got to do is turn on the PGA Tour each week, and it's pretty easy to be excited about where the game is.
Brett, thank you so much for all that you're doing for our communities, for being involved in the game, for taking the presidency of the section and telling the story because there's so many folks behind the scenes that don't get the notoriety they deserve. Well, I appreciate it, Jay, and I appreciate you uh, helping uh, spread our story as well. And I value our partnership that we've had the last couple of years. And hopefully we have a nice long run with you guys and um, look forward to another great season. Well, that's going to wrap up the Brett Moomy interview. I can't thank him enough for joining us on the show. Don't go anywhere. Pearlie and I are going to break that down on the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delson. Attention golfers, do you want to improve your game? Of course you do. The first step is getting to diagnose the area or areas that need your attention. Please listen up. Rapsodo.com. That's Rapsodo.com. It's a portable launch monitor that interacts with your phone. Nothing better for you to use when you are practicing indoors in the winter. You will know your ball speed, your club head speed, spin rates, dispersions. Everything you need to know is on this device. And at checkout, if you enter the code DELSING, you will receive $100 off the price of the Rapsodo launch monitor. That's right. Enter my last name, DELSING, when you check out and get $100 off the price. Rapsodo.com. That's Rapsodo.com. Marcone is sponsoring a fantastic new giveaway. For only $10, you can get a chance to watch a Blues game from their suite at the Enterprise Center. And wait for it, with Danny Mac and me, Jay Delsing. Go to backstoppers.org slash Delsing and Mac raffle slash and watch your St. Louis Blues finish out their regular season and prep for the playoffs in a suite with Danny Mack, the voice of the Cardinals, and me, Jay Delsing. Food and beverage is included. The date for the first giveaway is Monday, April 4th, versus the Arizona Coyotes. That's backstoppers.org slash Delsing and Mac raffle slash. For $10, watch the Blues with Danny Mack and Jay Delsing. Hey, St. Louis, the Ascension Charity Classic, presented by Emerson, is back this September. Don't miss the excitement when the PGA Tour champions best compete again, all for charity, September 9th through the 11th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Pro-Am spots, hospitality packages, VIP tickets, and more. Available now at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Boy, is this housing market tight right now. Are you tired of having the second best bid on your dream home? Call my friend Joe Schieser at 314-628-2015. Joe's been helping my family and I for over 30 years. He closes millions of dollars of business every year, and he will help you understand the importance of a pre-approval letter, inspection, and pricing your home or your offer just right. If you need to buy or sell your home, Joe is your guy. 314-628-2015. That's 314-628-2015. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. For the latest updates on golf equipment, help with your swing, and everything golf, visit jdelsinggolf.com. The 19th hole is presented by Michelob Ultra. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me, and we are headed to the 19th hole, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Pearly. Oof, man, that is really good. All right, so the Brett Moomy interview. What it takes to be a pro is is amazing. I mean, it's it's so difficult when you start thinking about the golf balls on the range. You start thinking about running the tournament, getting the scores, setting the golf course up with the superintendent. You know, Pearl, the term it takes a village is so applicable here. It's really applicable in almost anything, isn't it? There's a, there's a team, but again, the amount of dedication to get to the point where you're leading all that is huge. And to your point, all the things you have to learn, be able to do, that's why it takes so long. There's a lot to learn. And, and you have to be a certain type, quality of a business guy, bottom line. And I don't think we ever too often look at our, our pros that way. But the good ones are that way, and, and there's a handful that are that good that way. John, I had two that were really, really significant in my life. One just passed away not long ago, the great Dick Shaper, was such a good man and such an influence. He was the he looked at the game in such a business way that it opened my eyes as a young person in, in such a way that was fantastic. And I, I really miss 
Dick. He is such a good guy. What's an example, Jay? At what age are you saying that that influenced you and that you had an encounter with him to where you learned something? So I first uh, got introduced to Dick right when I was around 17. Okay, I had taken some lessons and got my first real golf lesson from Eddie Griffiths, who was the head pro at at, um, Norwood before Dick, and then Ed retired, um, and Ed helped me immensely. But then Dick came in, and Dick just, I I just watched what he did, John, and he just turned the thing around completely. He turned, instead of, we were getting, here's a perfect example. We used to be getting, putting quarters in the range uh, machine and turning the handle to get golf balls out. I remember that. Dick Shaper came up with the range membership. You pay $200 a year, you get 3,000 balls a day if you want to. And it changed, it just changed the way the operation stood. Now all, all we had to do was refill bags and, and baskets of balls on the range for people to come and hit as they wanted. It wasn't about this machine. It wasn't, a, and the machine didn't work and it was just, you know, it was just all crazy. And so just doing that and then running the outings, watching Dick do the outings and the special events was just it was just fantastic. Why did this stuff stick out to you? Why does it? I don't. I, I, I'd never seen anybody do it before was in the first place. And second of all, you know how I love the business side yes. of, of the of sport world. When I was playing, I always negotiated my own contracts if I could. I had an attorney that helped with the language and stuff, but I wanted those people to know that I was their guy. I wanted to be their guy. I wanted to understand who they were. I wanted to. I wanted to be with them. So how about Griffiths? So Griffiths was a very different totally relationship different. that you had. So talk about him for a second. Because I know for a fact that when I first met you in college, he was instrumental in you going, getting to college and being an okay player to become a really, really good player. He changed my grip when I was 15, the first 16, the first lesson I ever had. I had a 10-finger baseball grip. I could hook the ball around. I could probably, if I could have kept the ball in the air long enough, it would probably come back to me. It just swung around it and... And I was growing at a weirdly odd pace. I mean, when I had met you, I was already probably six foot three. I still grew a couple more inches in college, and I had short clubs. And all those things were, were he, he was instrumental in helping me figure all this out. Mm. We p- threw a bunch of plugs in, and, you know, we didn't have a lot of shafts. We had no money. So we were trying to figure it out and throwing wooden plugs in the back end of my grips and then throwing another grip on there. So one of my favorites, just what you just said, so he got through to you, and you listened to him, which is not your forte, just like generally in life. I'm just throwing that out there for anybody. Wait a minute. Where's that on the show? <laughs> this isn't a therapy. Is this about therapy? A little bit. A little yeah. bit it is. Okay. So how did yeah. he get through to you to give up that grip? Because he basically walked up to you and said, hey, Jay, I'm going to turn your golf game upside down. I want you to change your grip. Why did you listen to him? That's a great question because uh, he was the pro. And and at that time, the pro was a title. It was important, and this guy played on the on a little bit on the tour in the years back. He was also part of. Uh, once I got my tour card, he went from Norwood to becoming a, a Champions Tour official. Mm. And so he he really knew the game. He could play the game. I played with him. It was impressive. So you he respected you, it. That's yep. what I wanted to get yep. to. Why did you respect him? And obviously the way he handled himself, a lot of things, but he, he could play. But, John, I was taught, my parents, well, I, was, I respected my elders. Mm. You know, I just grew out of that in my, my myself. <laughs> yeah, what, what age did you grow out of that? I don't know. Well, hey, that, that reminds me. I had a, uh, a head pro back in Michigan. Bob Gata was his name. And just what you just said, he was in charge. This whole thing about having 300 different members that are all bosses, not at not Forest Lake Country Club. Bob Gata was, was the man. If he said something, I don't care if you're the richest guy in the club, you had the most influence and that kind of stuff, you walk up and say, Bob, can I get out there at 1 o'clock? Bob would go, looking at the tee sheet, uh, Mrs. Jones and uh, Mrs. Quincy is going to play. Nope, you can't play today. They didn't fight. They didn't argue. They didn't run to the board and say, I want this guy fired. They probably went and had a pop in the uh, in the lounge, hit some balls, and went home. Yep. It was a very different climate back in that in that day. And, and, and Bob Gata, again, was a player. Uh, finished somewhere high in the PGA, once upon a time PGA championship. So that was a different time. And, and I had a certain amount of respect for him. I have to tell one quick story. So I end up winning the junior club championship and that kind of stuff. And he announces uh, the, the, the juniors at the end of the year. And I'm, I'm all pumped up because I'm going to get all these accolades. and I'm going to win this little trophy and that kind of stuff. And he says, and the next guy I want to talk a little bit about, this is the guy that leaves his putter on the putting green, his chipping in, uh, in the bunker, never takes care of his equipment, his shoes are never clean. 
So congratulations on a great year, John Perlis. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how it went. And I'm like, okay, I heard him. I heard him. Yeah. It was his way to get across to me because nothing else apparently worked. Right. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Plus, back then, you, you got a lot of a lot more slaps than you got like, <laughs> hey, attaboy. You know, it's like, I'm going to give you a little attaboy, but I'm going to slap you around a little bit, too, because you, you still have room to room to improve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Algonquin is absolutely getting a star, I think, and Brett, I think he, I think the world of him, he loves the game. He's going to get to know that membership and grow into that job, and they're going to they're gonna love who they have. I don't want you to forget about the backstoppers and you guys for $10, a minimum of a $10 donation, you get to go see a blues game with Danny Mack, the voice of the Cardinals. I'm going to be caddying for Danny in the suite. This is all brought to you by Marcone, by the way. Go to backstoppers.org slash Delsing and Mac raffle slash and make your donation. I've already looked at it. We're going to get to watch a game on April 4th against Arizona. And we're going to do it again on April 19th against the Boston Bruins. I also want to thank the Powers Insurance Agency. We just finished something similar. I want to thank Patrick Kramer and Eric Woodworth for going to the Blues game, sitting between the benches with us and watching the Pittsburgh Penguins game. Really, really great seats. Oh, I also got to give, what else What else are we giving away, bro? Golf balls. Oh, Golf yeah. balls. Tim Weir. Hey, Tim Weir. You got a brand new, well, I got. I kept them away from Pearlie so he didn't use the sleeve and then put them back in there. You got a dozen. <laughs> Nobody knows. You I got a that. dozen TP5 tailor-made golf balls on your way. So we appreciate you listening to the show. Just stand by the mailbox and they will be there soon. Okay, Pearlie, thanks as always, and I'll see you next week. Well, as we promised, let's go into the mailbag and answer some of the questions that get sent to me, um, folks. If you have any question, if you want to know. Uh, how you can improve a certain part of your game. Anything in the golf-related family, you can email me, j at jdelsingolf.com, and pop the question at me, and I will answer it to you on answer it for you on one of the shows. The first, question's, first question comes from Mike in South City. Hey, Jay, I love your show. Does Tiger Woods ever win another major? Hey, Mike, thanks so much for the question. Man, that is the... Million-dollar question right now. First of all, when Tiger had this accident, the biggest question was, does he, ever, does he ever walk again? Does he ever play again? You know, just recently he had that really cool induction into the, um, the PGA Tour Hall of Fame. Uh, his daughter, Sam, did a beautiful um, kind of introduction for him there. And so we know he's going to play on tour again. Does he I, – I don't – everything I've ever done, Mike – where I have kind of thrown shade or doubted what Tiger Woods could do. He's turned around and stuck it in my ear. The guy is a generational talent. He's, well, we, I know I'll never see another athlete like that come along in my lifetime and affect the game of golf the way he has. But winning another major is really, really going to be difficult. Do I want him to win another major? Hell yes, I do. Do I think he will? I think. It's going to be really difficult, so I'm going to say no. And you know why I'm saying no for sure like that, Mike, is because this will probably guarantee that he will. He's got 82 wins on the PGA Tour, and I know one more win on the PGA Tour will get him the record for total number of wins and move him out of a tie with Sam Snead. So I'm going to say this, Mike. I'm going to say yes, he wins another event. And no, it's not a major. Okay, the next question comes from Gene and Webster Groves. I saw the really cool piece that Danny Mack did on your father and the St. Louis Browns on television a couple weeks ago. Did your dad lead you into golf? Gene, great question. My favorite question. I always have a hell of a lot of time uh, when I get to talk about my dad. The answer is yes, he did. First of all, I always wanted to be a professional athlete in some way, shape, or form. Honestly, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I had never seen golf. I had never played golf as a youngster. I was just in the backyard. I was playing wiffle ball in the streets. I was playing catch with my dad and the neighborhood and anybody that would have any time for me. I always loved going to the ballparks. I still love going to the ballparks. I watched the games religiously on TV. But my um, story was a little different. My 
dad would play every once in a while on a Sunday and sneak out and play golf. And I was always wondering, like, dad, what? I mean, dad was left-handed, so I couldn't grab his clubs. So I, my mom had a, a red set of woods down in the basement, some really funky uh, looking clubs. And I started um, swinging those a little bit and had no idea what I was doing. And um, um, uh, my sisters used to lifeguard at this place called North Shore Country Club. It was right down at Riverview and 270. And I just got tired of swimming all the time. So I'd hop the fence and jump over, and, and I'd spend all this time on this really lousy golf course that um, was down on the river's edge. It was called North Shore Country Club. And, and uh, somehow I wound up just falling in love with looking for golf balls. And, you know, I'd stand on that putting green gene, and I would putt to win the U.S. Open and to win the Masters in my mind with a really out-of-round ball that had, a you know, a cut in it. It was probably – you know, a Blue Max or something like that. I don't know if you, the old folks will remember Blue Max flights when they came out, but man, as a kid, when I could find a Blue Max, I thought I had, you know, I had, I had the world uh, uh, right in my hand. So um, my dad was um, seriously influential for me. Um, I always wanted to be a professional athlete some way, shape, or form. And I got to tell you, Gene, golf has been, is, exceeded my expectations for everything that that uh, it's it's provided for me it got me out of the situation i was in in north county it introduced me to amazing number of people in far away beautiful places i had the privilege the sincere privilege of playing on the pga tour for 25 plus years getting to play with some of the all-time greats and i couldn't be luckier more grateful to the way I grew up to, you know, my dad and my family and for all the support they gave me. So that's a long answer, Gene, but I really love the question. I could talk, I could probably keep on rambling about that, but probably you guys don't want to hear that. Um, next question is from Ben from South St. Louis. And Ben says, um, hey, Jay, could you explain why playing in the Ascension Charity Classic last year was so important to you? Yeah, that's a great question, Ben. And so going from back from what I just uh, said about the way I grew up, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, my dad would drop me off over at Norwood on the way to work. So I'd get there about 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning and sit out in the caddy yard. And there were some older guys playing cards. It, the caddy yard was a dicey, dicey place. Uh, taught me to swear at a really high level, which I'm pretty proud of and, uh, and pretty good at. Taught me how to play cards. It taught me how to bet on football. It taught me a lot of things that I did not know uh, was going to be coming my way. But, but Ben, what it did was it was my introduction to the game. And I couldn't be more grateful for that introduction because, um, as I said just a, a minute ago to Gene's question, I've been to places all over the world. I've got to play golf with presidents of the United States. I, when I was 18 years old, I got to play with Sean Connery, who at the time was James Bond and one of the coolest human beings that was walking on the planet. And then if you expand on that a little bit, Ben, I, I've been able to play in major championships. I've been able to play in British Opens. I've played on different continents. And the, the game has supported my family at an extremely high level. My daughters, you know, went to private schools and, and things like that that um, – you know, it didn't have to happen that way. It could have been a, a, a much different story. So the Ascension Charity Classic then kind of put a wrapper on it. It kind of brought everything into like almost full circle because that's where I started. And I really believe that's where that'll be the last tournament that I that I probably ever play in. And I feel like it's really uh, justified. I got to play in front of so many people that I know, that I love. I got to play in a golf course. I literally were, was hauling bags around there, Ben, went through hot summer days and up and down the hills. And and uh, somehow I, I really, really loved it. And those memories still, I cherish those memories because it's all part of my story, which, you know, I'm, I'm proud of and, I, and, and, and super, super fortunate uh, to have been there. So um, that is why the Ascension Charity is so important. And also I need to say, Ben, because I grew up in that North County area, you know, all the monies that this tournament will raise will stay 
in that North County area. And man, you know what, Ben, that area needs our help. There's a lot of cool things that we can do with this money. And Ascension has got at least three more years of this and maybe more. And so I'm really proud to have a tiny little piece of, of you know, of contribution into that um, into that thing to try to make the area where I grew up in a better place for those that are living in it now. And um, our last question, it comes from Susie from North County. This is a great question, Susie. I love this question. What tips do you have to improve my putting? I really don't putt well, particularly on my distance putts. And do you have any drills? And the answer is, Susie, get your pad and paper out because I'm going to give you some of the best drills ever. So first of all, there's one thing that all the great putters, and you can pull up YouTube videos of any of your favorite players and pull up the great putters, Susie, and watch this. From their waist down, there is little to no movement throughout the entire act of putting, period. So, Susie, you're not rocking your hips. You're not, you're not um, putting any, you're not transferring your weight. Your lower body is pretty still. That's crucially important when you're putting longer putts to help you with speed. Typically, when we get further away from the hole, I see a lot of amateurs start putting a little hip turn in their putting, which is something you do. Uh, it's a way of supplying power, but it's the incorrect way of supplying power because you cannot rely on it on the on the putting green. It'll get you an explosion one time, and it'll leave you 15 or 20 feet short the next time. So, Susie, the first tip is do not move your lower body when you're putting. Okay. The second is... And again, everything I'm saying, Susie, can be verified on, on a YouTube channel. So check this out. Your hands in relation to the ball in your stance need to be at least, at least on the back edge of the ball. I'd prefer to be on the middle of the ball to the front edge of the ball, but at least on the back edge of the ball. I see way too many amateur golfers throw that ball way up in their stance and their hands wind up being too far behind the ball or they'll throw the ball way back in their stance and their hands will be too far forward and that actually de-lofts the putter and their ball when you putt with the ball too far back in your stance you wind up smashing the ball straight into the turf and instead of rolling across the green the ball bounces so get your ball hand position correct Put that ball slightly in the center of your stance and put your hands on the front edge to the middle of that ball Susie Here's a couple of drills that'll complete this putting lesson for you. When you're going from distances, Susie, I want you to figure out the way that you normally putt. And then right before you putt the ball, I want you to do this. This is going to freak you out. It's going to completely freak you out. I want you to close your eyes. And then I want you to make the stroke and leave your eyes closed and and, and this is what this is going to do, and you're going to love this. This leaves nothing but feel left. All you have, you have darkness. You're looking down. You don't even know if you're going to hit the ball. And you might even hit it a little fat or a little thin. That's okay. Just keep at it. Give it five or six tries because the feel um, response that you get, Susie, is going to be spectacular. You're going to go, gosh, I didn't hit that ball solidly. Or gosh, I didn't. What happens is it, it, your mind will pay so much attention to the hit because your eyes are closed and you're freaking out because you can't see what you're doing. Okay? That's one way. And then make those judgment calls after you hit those practice putts with your eyes closed and go, gosh, I didn't hit that nearly hard enough. I got to hit that ball harder. Or you could say, man, I hit that thing way too hard. I got to slow this thing out and smooth it out like Jay was telling me to do. And then here's another way to work on your lag or your distance putts. Do the exact same thing I just said right before you get ready to hit the putt. Instead of closing your eyes, Susie, look at the hole. Don't look down at the ball. This is not quite as freaky as closing your eyes, but it will also provide you the same thing. You'll get a ton of feedback because your brain isn't active with your eyes going all over the place and wondering, you know, looking at the ball and doing this thing. You're going to be plugged into nothing but feel. And you're going to go, oh man, no wonder I didn't hit that. I didn't put that ball well. I hit it way off the heel or I hit it way off the toe or I moved my lower body. All of those things are going to help you with your putting. So let's do a quick recap. All right. We're going to keep our lower body still. 
right? We're going to lengthen our backstroke and even out our back and through stroke with a smooth amount of acceleration. No quick popping motion in there, right? Then we're going to check out our hand position. The hands need to be on the middle to front half of the ball, ideally, and then putt from there. And then use the two drills, putting from distance, A, with your eyes closed, and then B, looking at the hole. And then, Susie, send me an email back and let me know how this helps. These are drills I've worked on myself. I've talked to Ben Crenshaw and Brad Faxon and Corey Pavin, three of the best putters in my generation, and they all will sign off on this. And speaking of signing off, that's going to wrap up another show. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Hit him straight, St. Louis. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. With Black Friday savings at the Home Depot, you can get top brand laundry sets with the latest tech to tackle any mess you might face this holiday, like automatic fabric and load size detection for spills of any size, from cookies and milk on your favorite holiday sweater, to the toddler of the house discovering just how fun cranberry sauce can be. Make more magic this holiday season. Let your new appliances handle the mess. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select LG laundry sets at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.